I'm going to start by talking about a topic which is, I mean, it will include quite a silly, dumb question, obvious question. Uh, you might even say that um, if I should ask this question in an opinion, then maybe I shouldn't be doing podcasting about mixed martial arts or combat sports in the first place to begin with, at least not at the moment. But uh, the, Floyd, the Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Logan Paul fight, um, of course, hands down, um, it doesn't take any um, rocket scientists or genius to work out who's going to win. Um, it's going to be uh, Floyd Mayweather will take the win away from this fight, hands down. Uh, if Logan Paul were to win this fight, it w- he would need a miracle to help him inside that ring. But you know, as a novice to combat sports in general, I had to. I still felt like I needed to go and do my research, my homework on this to just make sure that I knew the sorts of fighting styles of both guys. Um, Floyd Mayweather, yeah, you know, um, he's a force force to be reckoned with within the sport of boxing, within the sport of of combat sports. Um, Logan Paul. Uh, watch his first fight. <laughs> One only first. Can I? Can I? Can you call that guy a professional boxer? I, I personally, I don't call him or his idiot brother a professional bro- professional boxer or boxers because on paper they may be uh, professional boxers, but um, you know they haven't really earned their stripes yet, as far as I'm concerned. In the in the sport, you know, they haven't really fought any tough opponents to really actually test themselves to see how good they are or who see how good they really are you know um before, you, before i can give them the proper label and the, the proper title professional boxer you know so um you know i personally i wouldn't really call other one of them um, other one of the poor brothers um, a, a professional boxers they might have licenses they may be professional boxers professional boxers on paper but um in reality in the in the real world no at least not for me you may have your own opinion and that's fine but my personal opinion is that no they're not professional boxers they're not at that level yeah they're still far far from it so this fight between um Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul yeah uh not to repeat myself but I personally believe and I'm sure many people will agree with me Floyd Mayweather will win now I saw Logan's last fight against KSI his uh he looks really evasive in that fight, and uh, KSI was seems to be landing some really deadly. Some well, I wouldn't say deadly, but he seems to be landing some really heavy punches and some heavy blows. And uh, Logan Paul seems really evasive, kept on more or less moving out of the way. Fine, don't want to get hit, but he was not really getting in as much strikes or as many strikes as KSI KSI was. And I think I'm gonna. I think we're gonna see the same thing here. At least you, with Floyd Mayweather, who who is a professional boxer. You know who has been fighting for a, a very, very, very long time within the sport. Um, I, I think you know for someone who fights at Floyd Mayweather's level, you know Logan Paul would not be would not like to be on the well. It's, you wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of uh, Floyd Mayweather's attacks in terms of his punches and strikes. Um, even though his reach may not be as um, long or as wide as reach far-reaching as that of Logan Paul's. And even though fine, he's not as tall as Logan Paul. Of course, he's you know, so Floyd Mayweather has experience behind him. He still has the experience on his side. Um, of course, another another different factor between the two guys this time, I think, in comparison to the former fight between KSI and Logan Paul, is the age. Um, Floyd Mayweather is now in his mid forties. Logan Paul's only about twenty five, twenty six, still in the peak of his youth. 
Um, so yeah, he may have the stamina and the uh, may, may be able to uh, his cardio may be a little bit better, I, I guess, because of his age. Um, but still, you know, you can't. For me, you cannot write off uh, the experience and the just how good Floyd Mayweather is. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not even any debate debate because I was trying to have this sort of debate with somebody um, who I know who they'll know who I'm talking about if they're watching or listening to this. Um, I was trying to have this debate with them, which is why I started the uh, the beginning of this show, this podcast, by saying that um, if if you actually have to if I actually have to ask this question or if you actually have to have this discussion and ask this question then maybe your yeah, podcasting in at Mixed Martial Arts or Combat Sports is not something you should be doing at the moment I completely get, get that because looking at the two guys one has basically grew, grown up in boxing the other guy didn't grow up in boxing at all just that alone should give you a good idea as to who has the major upper hand the major advantage in, in this match matchup so yeah, I mean, um, I say it'd be interesting to see. Well, it'd be interesting to see the obvious when it happens and how how it will happen. Um, this, I think, is an exhibition fight, so it won't really count towards. Although, find they're going to get paid um a, a large amount of money. Whoever wins, I mean, well, I say whoever wins. I think again, um, Floyd Mayweather will take the way take away the win from this. So, but the purse is about a hundred million dollars. So. Even if there's a loser, whoever loses the fight, um, they're still gonna go home with a really decent payout. So, yeah, I'm not gonna. There's not much else to cover on that, on that matter. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I do wonder if um, 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 um what happened at the press conference between Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather. I mean, really that was um just to um get more attention get more eyes on the um, actual uh, on the actual boxing match between uh, Floyd Mayweather and his brother and it was reported in the media in the news that after that altercation at the after that whatever whatever you want to call that just uh, like a brief a moment of stupidity for um for Jake Paul and quite a few people called out Floyd Mayweather for reacting the way they did uh Conor McGregor notably called him out saying that look you're you know who you are you are an accomplished boxer an accomplished an accomplished athlete in your sports in your craft you really really do not need to bring yourself down to the level of this clown you know what the hell are you doing reacting and overreacting the way you did um but, but i mean that was just done jake paul just did that just to get more hype on the fight get more eyes on, on the whole event itself and i think it was so bad that um in the altercation that the argument that um Floyd Mayweather actually said I'm gonna kill that kid. Um the guy's a bomb just pissed him off so much and um uh, it was reported that Logan Paul had actually drafted in and had employed hired twenty four seven security. So I'm not sure if that's true or, or if it's actually true or if that is uh, just something he said for um you know just uh, for hype again for more attention to get more attention, more eyes on this event. So, on to the next, um, yeah, on to the next uh, point. Then it's actually something I've talked about in one of my older podcasts, uh, the John Jones issue and the John Jones um, matter surrounding his the uh, amounts of money, the purse, the, the fight purse, the money he wants for uh, to fight his next fight against Francis and Garnu. 
and initially he started off by asking for let me say demanding because he's an un- undefeated uh, mixed martial arts fighter both inside and outside of the UFC um I've got, I've got something. Um, he um, demanded fifty million dollars to start with, which, um, at least let me speak for myself, was a crazy amount of money to um, demand, and that's a big, big, big ask. Uh, I think Dana White and the UFC they said no, they weren't budging, um, and you know John Jones was uh, still pushing and pushing for that man. Then eventually, I think he, the man he wanted, he brought it down. Um, all in all, they they refuse, and uh, I think so far as I can see, and I've actually looked all over the internet, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Google. I think Dana White still re- refused to pay them on whatever amount he's requesting for. They're still too high, still too much, and um, so. And in the meantime, of course, John Jones has been increasing his weight, preparing to fight at a heavyweight division, heavyweight level, um, and I think after all said and done, he said, "Okay, fine, if that's the case." I'm going to stay, take another year out of, of fighting and come back in the next year where, but when the sports, the sports can be even bigger, they're going to have bigger names fighting in the, in the weight division that I'm, I'm currently, I'm training, preparing to, um, to meet um, that particular weight. So, uh, you see, why I, ha- and I was kind of like having like a to and fro with somebody on this about, uh, uh, to and fro with this, about this with somebody on, on Instagram and um the point i was making is that um well despite how good you are in the sports you know the conor mcgregor's the john joneses um if the employer really doesn't want to pay doesn't want to pay you the amount of money you're requesting they can you know i, I was saying they have uh less to lose than you who's who's essentially you know john jones is an employee of the ufc he fights for the ufc the ufc are his employer um if they do feel they think they just don't want to pay the amount of money that you're demanding for, no matter how good you are at what you do, your job, you know, again, they can. And I've made the point that in this sport, mixed martial arts, there's newer, younger talent coming in virtually all the time. And if they see, if the UFC sees that they're good, they can throw all their attention on them, on those younger stars and build them up into stars. You know, as Shell Sonnen said in his one of his own um, videos. But no, he's someone who are, he's a, a retired fighter who I do listen to a lot. Um, he said that sport mixed martial arts is about um, today, here and now, and here and now kind of gives you a good prediction, a good idea of what's to come. Uh, not about the past. So I mean, he John Jones could come back next year, but it depends. I mean. I I kind of guessed this, and it's something I also heard elsewhere. I was surprised to th- I was surprised to see and well to see that other people actually thinking, kind of like showing the same opinions that I w- was having at the same time. Um, he can come back whenever he wants to, I guess, or at least not after such a lo- such a long long period of time. Um, when he does come back, what are things going to be like? I mean, when he does come back, will people still remember him, or will people still think him? think of him the same way will people still feel excited and enthusiastic about seeing him fight will they still you know be really be looking forward to any uh, of his uh, future fights and i've seen pictures of john jones now that he's put on a significant amount of weight even though he's still not achieved that the particular weight within that heavyweight division heavyweight range that he wants to get to 
and he looks very very different to to the um to the physique he had before of course he's transi transitioning from one um particular weight to another weight so obviously he will not look the same but you know people are questioning even i myself i've wondered how you know the athleticism the agility and uh, just well the athleticism alone that's going to be affected affected quite a lot because he looks very different he looks like he's not going to be able to move as well as he could do before um from what from what i can see his mm, i really want to say this without sounding really without sounding like i don't know what i'm saying but um his physique his body doesn't really look like it's uh let's say naturally molded for a heavyweight you know um, an athlete a mixed martial arts athlete that competes in the heavyweight division it doesn't really <laughs> really look that way look that way at least from, from what i can see anyway um that's my opinion so um it does it does make me uh, kind of wonder whether um how he will compete how he's gonna compete in the in the in that particular division in the heavyweight division um you know so um yeah he can go away and come back come back again at say in, in another year in the next two years or so but i mean the sport would have changed by them by then uh, so um yeah, again like i said before there's always new or younger talent talent coming into the sport and rising up the ranks if you're good enough and if they if they like you if the ufc likes you if dana white likes you if the fans like you then, you know, yeah, the promotion will have no problem with promoting you and trying to build you up as much as they can do into a star. So, um, yeah, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that will change by the time he gets back, in, back into the sport after a year or two years. I mean, I can see that it's a sport that moves really, really quickly, really, really fast. You know, not just in the sport, but also in the community. There's lots of, you know, crazy, lots of crazy shit that happens, you know, all the, a lot of the time. So and yeah, and he's also got now a new a negotiator, new advisor, uh, who goes by the name. Not, let me say address that properly. He is called Richard Schaefer. Now he was the former CEO of the boxing promoter Golden Boy. Golden Boy, which is as most people know, is a boxing promotion owned by um, veteran boxer Oscar De La Hoya, and he's someone who's going to make who I'm going to talk about um, make a few points afterwards. Just finishing off this point about John Jones. So he's a well-known figure in um, boxing. Uh, he um, was responsible for the um, events that included big names in boxing, including Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya himself when he was still competing, Canelo Alvarez, Bernard Hopkins, Marco Antonio, uh, and Juan Manuel Marquez. So he's someone who actually does know um, his stuff. He knows his um, knows how to, how to negotiate, how to advise his the athletes who he who he is representing. And he's also on good terms with Dan, with Dana White. So, so I'm I'm assuming, speaking for myself, this is someone who will be able to help John Jones' situation in terms of getting the sort of salary that he wants for this this particular fight. So he's someone who potentially potentially can help John Jones a lot. So let's let's just see how it goes. I don't. I believe that when John Jones returns, um, you know. Um, things will have changed in the sports a lot i i do personally believe that and um not forgetting what my friend told me when i was talking about the situation to him 
um you know he i just say to him look if the, he, the if the fighter if the employee really is just wasting the employer's time by just keep the whereby they keep pushing for something that the employer isn't really prepared to or prepared to give them such as a higher salary or more money for for something uh 50 million dollars for a fight no matter how good you are in whatever whatever it is you're doing whatever your craft may be excuse me they I, I said they could cut you and just move on you know i made that point again there's always newer younger talent coming to the sport and rising up the ranks so they can just throw their attention on those guys you know again as a fighting promotion especially when it's a promotion such as the ufc and they've got a big chunk of the mixed martial arts market they can get away with a lot you know many fighters do believe that unless you force in the ufc whether you start in the ufc or whether you you're going to the ufc coming out from another organization such as bellator pfl or one championship then um you haven't really cemented your name as an athlete in the sports of mixed martial arts you will never really be known and given that proper recognition as a mixed martial arts athlete in the sports of mixed martial arts and i i can see that i mean a lot of the names who are well known in the sports of mixed martial arts um they're either in the ufc or they've been in the ufc where they've made their name for themselves before before moving to another promotion before moving to bellator bfl or you know a one championship you know uh, so it's uh that's uh, guessing for the time being that's just how the sport you know works now oscar de la hoya versus gsp um initially um this was a fight i thought would have been exciting to watch and exciting to see and um when i heard about what these sorts of implications it would have for the ufc i thought that okay this you know could actually um probably well you can't be on top all the time you know at some point you've got to pass a crown to another person you can't have it good always um so when i say that i mean that other fighting organizations could also rise up and they could also be enjoying the sorts of privileges and the sorts of monopoly that the ufc has been enjoying for such a long 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 time and and from what i've seen again as a novice fight fan looking at things from the outside i've seen that the ufc doesn't necessarily necessarily have well first of all they don't necessarily have the best fighters in the sport and secondly, they don't necessarily always host the best fight, the host the best defense. Even the main cards and some nights, UFC Vegas's fight nights or UFC 262, UFC whatever. Even the main headlining, uh, main event, co-main event, have not always been that great. I think for the past month or so, so far in this year alone of 2021, a lot of the fight cards, at least the main fight cards and main fight card the main event and the co-main event have not been that entertaining it's been quite dull so and you know you look at i've been looking at other organizations again um, pfl one championship bellator and it's quite disheartening that when you watch the fights when you watch the um the events and you actually watch the fighters of other organizations you know not necessarily not necessarily just the ufc but you look at the fight the events of other organizations and you know i'm really impressed i'm really entertained and really you know happy with the sort of um, events i'm seeing how the fighters perform and that they, they fight really really well um 
you know it's uh although this may not mean much to many people it's quite annoying to me that this organization and that trickles that effects trickles down to the fighters you know these guys do not get the recognition that they deserve for the sorts of events they put on and for for the fighters for how they perform they're really good they're really good at what they do because of the organization that they're in and because of the organization just doing the best they can do um because again it's also down to branding how are you known as a brand um you know it's it's quite unfair and just because the ufc has that sort of monopoly in the market they can get get away with so much you know they've got that star power with their brand alone and so many people be anticipating huge huge fights and they tune in every saturday or sunday night and they're quite dismayed with the, the performance that they're seeing inside the octagon so um going back to, i kind of went off on a tangent there but going back to the uh, main points I, I started this um, with uh, gsp versus the oscar de la Hoya. so initially the fight was blocked and it was blocked by dana white because um i think he was thinking of things from a business standpoint of view um you know if if someone like gsp who's um uh, a very well known accomplished um and respected one of the greatest uh, mixed martial arts fighters of all time especially in the ufc um if he does lose the fight against oscar de la Hoya, well it's not going to look it's not going to have a good look for him and you know the organization could lose a lot of star power <coughs> excuse me star power and um of course it will be testament that this comp this organization doesn't nece- necessarily have or host the best events or have the best fighters even though this guy's been retired he trains gsp trains all the time even um now that he's not really competing oscar or oscar de la Hoya Oscar De La Hoya, on the other hand, um, is a boxer. And initially, my last podcast, I said that I like this guy. He seems very likable, very polite, really well-spoken, classy, and quite happy all the time. But the one thing that I didn't know, this um, is testament to always doing more research, and I should have done that in the podcast, before doing that podcast. I I didn't know that that, that this guy has a drug problem. A uh, problem with substance abuse, um, alcoholic alcoholism, and um, cocaine, and really, I should have seen this or picked this up in the last commentary that he did for the Steve Cunningham Frank Murr fight, and he was sitting in a commentary with Snoop Dogg and um, I can't remember the name of the other guy doing the commentating with them, but he was just not shouting, but he was almost like talking and kind of going a bit too far with how it's commentating in the fight using the word uh baby when it's uh, talking about the fights out they're performing inside the ring there and it seems so weird this person seems to be erratic quite let's say excessively happy they're really really happy when there's no it's just a boxing match fine you know of course you guys have a good time but they seem to be having too much of a good time as in they've taken something uh, before they've sat down there to do the commentating and um you know they're just not their normal selves it just sounded weird and bizarre and um yeah you know i think before this um i think he had um was i think it was initially reported that he had actually gone got himself sobered up he had cleaned himself up but so obviously um after seeing this now even though he apologized about it later he um uh clearly hasn't really um 
sobered up or isn't clean completely clean yet um but that's also something i didn't know about oscar de la Hoya, and he's about 48 years old now so um th- there's quite a significant age gap between the two guys and i can now understand why nobody will really want to see that fight i even put out a poll in my instagram stories just about a week ago between uh, and i asked a question who would like to see this fight just a simple question yes or no and i got a 100 percent for no so um seeing that doing a bit more background work and research and homework on these two guys and on this event itself i can now understand the reason as to why why this fight would be a bad idea um especially for the ufc um you know they'd lose a lot of money a lot of credibility and it'll just be a bad look for the company and be a bad look for uh george st pierre because he's such a well respected he's such an accomplished um mixed martial arts um, athlete even though he's retired at the moment so uh yeah now the the last point i wanted to make um before wrapping things up is the joshua fabi situation we're back here again i mean there's not much to say really except for the fact that i don't think excuse me i don't think it's the last that um the interview he gave with um is it summer helen or helen summers on the behind the scenes podcast with um she did it with another guy i think his name's bear or something i, I can't remember but decent guy but i just can't remember his name he did an interview with those two guys and uh really he just made the whole situation worse he threw diego sanchez putting it on the bus and just basically shat and shit all over diego sanchez diego sanchez had nothing but i think only positive thing to say about um joshua fabia didn't insult or discredit the guy or disrespect the guy at all in his most recent statement about the whole situation where he confirmed he had cut ties with joshua fabia but joshua fabia just immediately the following day afterwards went on to an interview behind the scenes and just just you know just insulted and disrespected um diego sanchez so a lot of people even myself are quite annoyed by that and really for for someone like me it has exposed Joshua Fabi's true colours because I wanted, I actually sent out a message to him to have my podcast. I admit my podcast is still very small. My podcast, my YouTube channel, is still a very small platform. Uh, but I'm so grateful for the um, subscribers I have. Uh, I have um, subscribed to my channel so far. I'm so very grateful for that. Um, but you know, it really sh- you know, I, I reached out to him, sorry, I reached out to him and I asked him to come to the show just so I could hear his side of the story because so far at the time, I could only hear, um, the mainstream media base was being very, seemed quite biased and um, was basically painting, painting him as a villain. So at the time I thought, let me hear his side of the story, no one else has already done that. And he said, okay, we could do that. But more or less, later on when I asked him again, he said, um, no, not this time. Then he, after I saw that interview that he did with behind the scenes and uh, after seeing it i'm actually glad that um i didn't have him on my show because uh <laughs> he seems like a really 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 unpleasant person really unpleasant character but the point i'm making really overall here is that um i don't think it's the last we're going to hear of joshua Fabio. i think uh he's still going to try and milk the opportunity the opportunity that um he's um just the resulting sort of 15 minutes of fame he's um had to he he's um he's enjoyed since kind of leeching onto um diego sanchez and even though they've cut ties now you know i'm sure he's still gonna feel like he can 
benefit from the situation by just spreading more whether it's lies or spreading more sorts of you know private information about Diego Sanchez so but anyway we have to wait and see what happens so guys I'm going to wrap things up here here I um again I apologize for being so tongue-twisted when I'm saying this podcast I think I really need to wet my throat for doing the show so if you did enjoy my content if you did enjoy this podcast this episode please don't forget to leave a like don't forget to subscribe it really helps my channel grow and my podcast grow when you do that I only subscribe and like if you want I want the um, following to be genuine I want it to be you know I prefer it to be authentic um, you can catch me on Instagram uh, my name is IcoJarko1 on Twitter my name is IcoJarko and on Facebook my name is IcoJarko you can listen to my podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts iTunes and Google Podcasts and I think in some place at the moment it's my audio and my videos are being shared into other platforms as well So once again, guys, thank you.